Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in to the Shine Your Light podcast. We appreciate you guys uh, checking us out, listening. We are episode six tonight. We have Brad Childers from Brad Childers from Franklin High School, head yes, football sir. coach. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Pastor Scott yep. is with What's us, as, as always. Um, podcast, the Shine Your Light podcast is a platform to let you share how you shine your light and inspire those around you in this world. So, uh, we're uh, always excited on Thursday night to, to get together and hear how God's moving in people's lives. And, um, you know, I know I leave here completely inspired by just every story we hear. So I'm super excited to <laughs> to hear Brad, um, you know, go to church here with Brad and, and really don't know him. So I'm, I'm looking forward to, you know, just uh, a learning experience here tonight. So Brad probably thinks he came to Foundation first. I don't know if you know that Brian was uh, our you, very first you, service. Yeah. yeah, you pointed that out last week. So, and Brian's been here, or uh, Brad's been here for a long time. Though, awesome. So. awesome! I actually had to slide up to look across the auditorium <laughs> there to see which, because I thought it was a different Brian. So, yeah. 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 you thought it was Brian Bridge? I did. Yeah, yeah. I was yeah. like, he back back there. Yeah. Right, so okay. Brian Bridge is listening. We need to share this with him. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, so what's been going on, guys, this week, Pastor Scott? Anything? Uh, well, a couple exciting things going on. Well. Gosh, there's a, there's a, several exciting things going on. If you know somebody in need, our outreach center, who is ran by Matt and Anna Root, they are going to be at our outreach center um, at 10 a.m. this Saturday. Okay. So if you know anybody in need, send them out. They're going to be, I told them to clean the whole thing out if they have to. Line them up, clean it out, we'll fill the thing back up. Okay. Uh, what, what's, what's in the... Uh, we have uh, like non-perishable type of things, so we have some canned goods and some different items like that as far as food. We do have some toiletries down there, so uh, like shampoos, toothpaste, toothbrush. We have clothing for or toothbrushes, and then clothing for tons of ages. I mean, of course, okay. a lot of little kids they grow out of the you know kids grow so fast. We get a lot of, but there's a lot of adult stuff as well. So um, yeah, just. Come check it out, and uh, if you know somebody needs, send them out. They'll be here uh, 10 to 11 on Saturday. And, of course, you know, if you go to the church, all you got to do is find me or Matt or Ann or somebody <laughs> like that. We'll make sure you get hooked up. So that's sure. one cool thing. Of course, the new members growth track class. We had a great, great time last night, a couple weeks left in that. It's always good to see new faces around Foundation. Then, of course, Discovery Hour starting this Sunday with uh, Pastor Simon, 930. And then the most exciting thing, and we're about to lift the lid off the entire thing, is, you know, moving into this new right. facility. Yeah. Um, there's been a lot of, I worked on it today, editing some things with lease agreements and things like that. There's been a lot of, of details that have gone into it, but uh, looking forward to um, God doing some really big things. Yeah, I'm super excited about that for sure. Yeah. Living in Hamilton, I got <laughs> that's bad. my selfish plug. <laughs> uh, Brad's going to have one of the longer drives. I'm not yeah, sure yeah. from the location. He's not all that excited about yeah, it, but yeah. uh, but we love history, so we're we're, oh, we're yeah. pulled in that direction. Yeah, so yeah. well, I've been uh, researching. Uh, last name Meckling, Reverend Meckling, had four congregations and uh, settled in on Ross Avenue. Built a house with his wife on Ross Avenue. I found it on Google Maps and. Hmm. His home still stands. That's the church still standing. All that built in 1869, man. Congregation. Yeah, our house was built in 1893, so it's it's pretty neat. Really, yeah. really. Yeah. So, hmm. So, how's your week been, Brad? Oh, another week. You know, we come in here on Sundays to get you know rejuiced. Yes. To get us into uh, the school week. You know, I never call school work. Uh, mm-hmm. Some people do, but I never have. I mm-hmm. think it's a privilege. But. Uh, um, it's been a pretty busy week over in over in Franklin. We're uh, uh, my, my classroom. I handle in school suspensions. So this okay. week's been uh, 
we have a short week, so the kids a full um, house. A full house, yeah, yeah. We've had a full house, and so things have been busy in my classroom. And um, uh, my other my other job is uh, equally important as being the head football coach. So we've been having really good numbers in our weight room. I'm really excited okay. about these kids that we have coming up, and um, so typical week for me in terms of what we're doing and over in Franklin and so forth but um you know every day try to try to touch somebody and um try to help somebody and you know yesterday um I had a parent reach out to me about a a student and an athlete who's really struggling and Mm -hmm. um so trying to work with this young man to get through some tough times with his family and his life and you know they've been displaced and that kind of thing so um kind of hit home a little bit I, I told him I've been there with my family it's it's part of my story when I was younger you know and um then today right as I'm finishing up weights I get a get a guy that uh gets you know I feel like the devil was at work you know yeah, I had yeah. to I said listen you got me fired up I'm, I'm, I'm I can't be having that I'm going to do this podcast and you're going to be heavily on my mind here and uh so uh you know I had to get in a truck and my station 99% of the time is on Joel Steen. He's just okay, uh, yeah. he's a guy who yeah. I listen to. He motivates me. I use so much of his stuff and you know in the public sector and kids don't even know where it came from. There's they not just, a guy that stays in his lane better than Joel Osteen. You know, he no, gets criticized no, so no much doubt. because they'll act like he doesn't stand up for this or that. He has an absolute defined calling of staying in his lane of encouraging, motivating, like, I love Joel Osteen. Yeah, I'll yeah. announce it loud and proud. Yeah, me too. <laughs> and uh, I tell our kids, like, I listen to, like, I give kids ride, and they'll get in my truck, and that's what's on. And um, every now and then, I'll, you know, I get my hip-hop that mm-hmm, you do yeah. in a weight mm-hmm. room, and I'm like, Shh, you know, we listen to this stuff. But, uh, but no, it's on him, and, and he's, he's a large part of truly what kind of got me back on track in okay. my life. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think that's I started awesome. coming here when um, – to uh, your brother uh-huh. at it was at my daughter's basketball game Taylor's back in I'm thinking it's about seven years ago almost from the beginning you guys been here a long so time. it's something like that six, it's at least six yeah, we're in that yeah. window so was that back in the yeah was that the high school, school? yeah yeah like yeah I uh, Ru- uh Russ was just got to know Russ through talking to him at games and this and that and my kids graduated from Edgewood I graduated from Edgewood and okay um we stand. I remember right. We were standing up by the concession stand. He's like, mm-hmm. "Man, you need to go check out my brother's. He's got it going on." And and my wife and I had been out of church for a bit, um, and so we just upped and went. And you know, and and she's really, really, she knows the Bible inside and out. And she'd always get me to go, but I kind of went to a phase where you know I got off track and yeah. and. Um, and so, so we went, and then you know we fell in love with you know like she said in her her live where she fell yeah. she fell in love with a message right yeah. um, that each week because it works in our lives and so That's forth good. and um, so we started coming and you know I feel Been like we're since. we're very regular and they're faithful man they're faithful we're here most of the time and you know there's times when we're not you know we had to make some children when I get in football season that's when I need it the most I, yeah. I usually don't miss on Sundays because I got to get back on track because you know. Yeah. My job sometimes I feel like the devil's at work. Yeah, sure. You know, it's one of the hardest job in public schools, <laughs> especially depending on the community. If they're big followers, one of the hardest, I guess, most pressure. I guess, or I don't even know how to word it, but high school football coach, head coach in Ohio in the right district is a yeah. very difficult position. Yeah. It's you know just got to win, but there's so much more to it. When I first went into it, 
be my sixth years as head coach, six years head coach, twenty fifth years coaching, and I, you know, it it's so different. I used to worry about one third of the game being mm-hmm. a coordinator and that kind of thing. I didn't worry about parents and right. community thing. I just did my part, and then now you get it all. You get board members and mm-hmm. you know just everyone and and kids, and you have some great people. There's so many great people that have helped me be successful and. Um, really thankful for yeah, that, yeah. but um, and football's year round for you, right? Yeah, it is. It's year round. We take off. Uh, you know, you don't want to lose at the end, but whenever you lose, if you're fortunate enough to keep playing, you get 30 days off, and then we take off. It's usually about 45 days, and then we're right back at it. Yeah, you yeah. know, so that's just the way it goes. And then you get a whole other group, and every group's different. You've oh, been yeah. a coach. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> you feel like you know every group's different. Every group has its own uh, identity. Yeah. yeah, every group has its own attitude, and it's just it's. They challenge you as a coach when you think right. you finally have it figured yeah. out. You're like, new group comes <laughs> in, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, for me, that's that's you know, it's what I've been doing this week. Got a little bit off there, but uh, that's what I've been doing this week. It's an, it's an every day. It never ends. Yeah, you know, it never ends. The phone is always available, and yeah. you know, we live in a society where hey, we're doing podcasts now, and so apparently, I may get back to my phone and have a missed call from. Right. Two or three people that sure. just have questions, and you know, and so it's it's never ends. Sure. Kids' needs are so much different too, yeah. man. Like, so much know, different. It's just way different, you know. Like, so I coach girls soccer. I, it tends to attract um, a student who uh, comes from a certain environment. Sometimes mm-hmm. I don't even know if I'm wording that the right way. So I tend to most of the time is like a little bit of an easier path, not quite as many needs as like football's got such a wide range of a kid. You know, the teams are really big. It's a really popular sport. So it's the largest you, you sport. Kinda, yeah, you get everything. Your roster's probably – you got, what, 60 people on the sideline on a Friday probably, uh, don't you? We, we range between uh, – my first year we had 110. Wow. And then yeah. we're down – we're averaging about 85, so which think is of that. pretty good. Yeah. A lot of needs. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of needs. needs. Yeah. Um, and – and unfortunately, in our society, as you men know, is we have a lot of divorce. Yep. So sometimes you have a lot of, a lot of student athletes who have a single parent. Some that have both have remarried. So now, sure. you sometimes are dealing with four parents, multiple sets yeah. of values, You're multiple to sets of values, to right? In. Right, yeah. and. And then throw in their teenage boy, boys. Yeah, on top of that, they're competition. Get girls get pumped up. Yeah, you know. girls. Um, good choices, yeah. bad choices. But we do, you know, one thing I'm proud of, and we continue when I took over as head coach, is we do do FCA. We yeah. had FCA at our school yesterday morning. And um, it, it that helped me, you know, when I was in a phase of before I was head coach, like I thought that was church every week, to be yeah. honest, for right. years. Like that was my church, my 10 minutes before the game or once a week at school. Sure. Hey, I'm going to church. I'm doing FCA. Sure. I'm trying to live right, you know, and – you know, it's obviously not the case, but um, we do do that, yeah. and we yeah. did it yesterday, and it's a lot of student-athletes, and uh, kids get up there, and they tell their stories, teachers tell their stories, and and like you said at the beginning, you learn about, you're like, wow, you know, you didn't sure. know these things, and here you've been by these people for a long time, and um, so we do have to say I'm really proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. And um, the kids know where I stand. That's one thing I've I've prided myself on as, as I've went and hit the peaks and valleys and so forth is um, – I'll never forget after um, our 2016 season, we got beaten week 12 in a tough game to St. Mary's. And uh, that night about – I still have it. I printed it. I couldn't let it go. I, f- I framed this. I got it hanging. 
just a young man that I had, he'd come a long way. His parents had got divorced in, in the process and, you know, we were trying to keep him on the right path yeah. and we did get him off to college and so forth. But he said the thing that like, I, I just don't know of many other um, comments that could like make a person feel so proud is that he sent me a text, a man of faith. Yeah. And it just, you know, it meant a lot. Sure. Sure. It meant a lot. And, and um, so I pride myself on that. Um, it was cool. It's good. Yeah. It was real cool. Yeah. That's you it. Don't get um, a chance to, uh, and, and what I, what I like about Brad is like, so when you see Brad, you, you see this, uh, tough guy, bro. clean cut, <laughs> got it all together and you know, like tough guy, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But, um, I remember going to your to your game. It was a yeah. It's when the superintendent wore a uh, red shirt. Yeah, remember that one? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. My brother went to the Franklin game and had <laughs> a red right. shirt on, coming across the middle of the field. They're like, uh, "Russ, that's wrong color shirt. <laughs> You're supposed to wear blue." Yeah, but, that was uh, funny. I, I remember at the beginning of the game. You know, he didn't. He they they have prayer right before you get go through the uh, the wildcat or whatever that is. And uh, mm. I was really really a proud moment for a pastor. Right. Sure. And that was all that year. And um, what's ironic about that is uh, as many times I've been to FCA, I never led prayer in FCA. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. before that game, um, I led prayer and, like, I bragged about it, yeah. you know. And so it was, it was really cool. Yeah. And um, so FCA has really helped me personally. I um, love it. I love – they got a great group here at Edgewood too. It's Yeah, Scotty uh, – Gary is my buddy. We graduated together. He yeah. gives me stuff. He – He's my connection, you know, for my guys, and uh, he's passionate about it. He's yeah. very passionate about it. So, but it was the Edgewood week before Russ had the. It was the Edgewood game. Russ had the red shirt on. I had led prayer that night, and I was like more proud of that. Yeah. No one even game. knew, yeah. you know, than the game. Yeah, sure. And so, um, uh, it was really cool. But yeah. to end that comment was just, you know, to get that it like refocused. It it, it reminded me that what we do is important. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, good and bad. Yeah, and. Yeah. Um, it becomes passion. So when you have a new set of kids every year, right, mm-hmm. you're going to have opposition for various reasons. Oh, yeah. But being a man of faith and mm-hmm. trying to lead, lead by example, do you find that the resistance to that is is very apparent? Or, you know, because, you know, I understand probably you're limited to how much you kind of share maybe. Right. But, but your actions show. Right, And sure. uh, probably what you say. And then you're probably going to have the – you know, the tough kids are going to come in and try to break down you. Those barriers. Those yeah. barriers, yeah. you know. Do you see, you kind of face that every year? Uh, a lot. Yeah. But to be honest with you, you know, my mentor and Brian Bells, he's our athletic director, head boys best, he's very faithful. He and I have a, a routine. We started years ago. Every Friday I go to his office, we pray. Mm-hmm. Not to win, that you just lead by example. Sure. And, you know, sure. do the right things and so forth. And, um one time, the pastor at our at our other church about that is um, Chuck Wolfenbarger, who does the Vineyard. I've uh-huh. talked to you about a couple of yeah. things they do. They're amazing. Over six hundred members. They do so much for our community that has a lot of needs. And one time, I was like, you know, my naiveness to to faith was like, "Hey, man, pray we got to win tonight." He goes, "God don't care if you win," <laughs> you know. And right, I'm like, yeah. "Like, what's he mean by that?" And like, that stuck with me forever and ever and ever. And I tell our kids that now, like, if they, you know. Right. We have a guy on staff too that's a he came on board last year, he helps with our FCA and he's so we have after practice, hey, you know, you want to stick around and have some prayer, go ahead, you know, you always gotta give him an option. Yeah. Sure. So you right. can't make them. But yeah. um 
it's just for me. I wasn't always that way, you know. I was that hard-nosed, probably a little foul-mouthed, mm-hmm. and this way is the only way and that kind of thing. And then, you know, uh, my story just, you know, it changed, and, and I think I attribute a lot of it to, you know, joining Foundation and just getting back back on tra- track with my life and my family and putting priorities first. It um it really helps. So it helped me lead, you know, by example, and you get those texts that make you emotional about yeah. doing the right thing and so forth. But uh, there's always resistance to that. Yeah, sure. Everywhere. But yeah. um, for the most part, I mean, guys know where I stand. I'm going to coach them hard. I'm going to get after it. Every now and then you have, a, you know, as a coach, you might slip a word, none of the bad ones, but, you know, you get after it. And I'm always like, ask for forgiveness, you know, yeah. and they know that when it's time to go, it's time to go, yeah, you know, yeah. and then. At the end of the day, I'm going to hug them and love them and, you know, and try to be a good mentor to them and, um, and, and, and do that and then offer them prayer, you know, because sure. we have some guys. I have, I have a preacher that's on my staff. Okay. And that's, that's great, you that's know, because cool. mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. He, he, he coaches junior high. He was my offense coordinator, uh, Mark Wolfenbarger. He's the okay. son to Chuck. Yeah. I mean, he, I got him coaching years and years ago and went and fought in the war and saw some really tough things and wow. came back and changed his life. Good. And, um, became his, his his dad's assistant he'll yeah, eventually be taking really. over the church and um he's uh he's on staff and he'll come and he'll do he'll help with fca and you know he and i'll do some silent prayer i'll send him a message sure. like you know help with this and that yeah. or if i need some resources for a kid i mean they're they're always there so that's great you, you got to be careful there, yep. there's no doubt you know there's people that that aren't always for it but there's a large number that is and Probably the second proudest moment I had as a head coach was at the end of that 2016 year where, you know, obviously we were winning a lot of games. Things were going well. We, yeah. were, we were being blessed with a lot of good fortune. And um, at the end of the game, we played St. Mary's, mm-hmm. who everybody thinks they're, uh, they're, they're Catholic. They're really not. Um, it's it's kind of unique. They're public. It's, it's uh, Just look it up. There's, it's a little unique. But they, um, they called – me before that week and said, do you want to do prayer after the game regardless of the outcome? And I'm like, well, I do, but let me find out if that's okay, you know? Mm-hmm, and right. uh, so I offered it to the kids, and the thing that made me most proud was everyone on our team after that tough game we lost went to the center. There's a picture of that that I have of, of both teams Sweet. at the middle of the field saying prayer, hmm. and we had just lost. It was right. our first loss of the of season, the year, in fact, yeah, you know? Year, so. Yeah. Um, you're not that always, the you're not always yeah. in the mood for praying at that time. Right. So that said a lot about them, yeah. Yeah, so it, I think it said a lot about that team yeah. and where who had went. Why and, they won so many games. Because right. yeah. they did a lot of things right. And I'm not going to say they were all godly things. It's just they were they were talented. God had blessed them with some good physical athletic talent. and But they were doing things right that sure. they were believing yeah, in. Yeah. They had bought in, which is huge. Yeah. Let's let's reel, maybe reel back a little bit. Okay. Um, Tell us about your first, your first influence with God, or how how did you how did that come to be? So when I was growing up, um, my mom and dad was my dad was my parents were divorced, and um, we kind of bounced around a little bit, and um, from you know home department to living with family members to mm-hmm. to friends and so forth. My mom always worked. Mom was a worker. I got my work ethic from her. She's you know the person that. You know, I look up to yeah. because she worked so hard and and so forth. And um, but we bounced around a lot. And then um, I was in approximately 
uh, third grade. I was in third grade when my biological father went to prison. Okay, okay. he he went to prison for selling drugs. Um, he got you know locked up. It was at the time him and my mother was was split, and um, you know he did work a job, but he sold drugs too, probably sure. just making yeah. extra money, which is what a lot of people do. And mm-hmm. um, so he he was getting locked up, and 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 he went away, and um, and then so my mom we moved in with my grandma over here on Charles Street by Bayback. Yeah, yeah. it's like two blocks down from Bayback. Yeah. I used to run that little hood there, and then. Um, there's a church, First Baptist Church is, yeah, you probably right, see, it. yep, yep, well, that's where I was saved and baptized. I was actually wow. saved in my family, in my grandma's family room when I was in about fourth grade, fourth or fifth grade, and the preacher had, we had went to revival, and had, the preacher and the visiting pastor out of Kentucky had came to the nice. house. The and evangelist. I, yes, yeah. and I sat right there, and then I did it. <laughs> my grandma was present. I don't even think my mom was there. My that's mom cool. wasn't there. My grandma was present. So that's when I actually got saved, and then I went on. Um, I was I went to church all the time. Now, I was the only one. My mom, mm-hmm. my grandma and them didn't. Probably walked there, right? Walked to right church because my buddy that lived one block over, his family was um, like people here that highly yeah. involved in the church. And right. so I'd go there, eat. My mom would be out working, and I'd go to their house and eat, and I'd go to church, and we would go. And on Wednesday nights, we'd have RAs. You yeah. know, we would yeah. play. A softball game. Mm-hmm. There'd be fifteen kids in the, the across the street. There, same fields. Actually, right when you, if you were to pull into the First Baptist yeah. Church and look straight ahead, there's oh, like softball okay, right we, there. Yeah, I mean, we were younger. We, you know, hitting bombs into the houses and stuff. But that's an out, uh, man. We got to go chase <laughs> yeah. that ball. Yeah, you got to keep out. that in play. That's right. So <laughs> um, that's that's where it all started. And then I, I stayed involved. And uh oh, and admit that. Reminded me to take my vitamins. Um, so <laughs> that's true. So uh, so that's where it all started right there. And uh, Brother David. And so the lady that lived behind my grandma, I still have the Bible she gave me. It was in 1989, I believe. It's dated that she gave me a Bible. And I still have that. And it was great because that Bible is one of those Bibles that if you have, um, let's just say alcohol, for example. Right. You go to out, you run, turn to the back oh, of it, categorize, yeah, categorize, and then you index. can go to. And I can't even tell you that Bible's so marked up with so sure. many problems and sweet. Yeah, it's old school Bible, and um, so that's great. And um, so that was my first experience with it. Yeah, and uh, then got into junior high and high school, and it just, you know, it just wasn't important anymore. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so tell me, Brad, because I always contend that once someone has like an authentic experience with God, and there's, I guess, different types of authenticity, I guess, or different experiences, even though as like middle school, high school, when you stray, because a lot of uh, kids do that. I mean, we see that all the time. Right. I would venture to say that it never fully... It was it somewhere still? On, did you think about it every now and then? You thought about oh, that? I, like, so, I lived near the church, so I right. would like see the church and yeah. I played baseball across the street. Right. So there was a wave. I mean, I always knew it was there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and um I, I think honestly it probably wasn't if I had to pick something that why I strayed away was because it wasn't the church. Yeah. It was like there's too many other things going oh, on. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. we got ball to play. Right. You know, yeah. we're doing this and that and oh man, I got a game tonight. I can't, you know, and then it just makes it easier and easier sure. to to 
put yourself apart from mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Yeah. Now I'm just the opposite. Like we don't like to miss church. But ultimately it's what brought you back. Like yeah. people think that the, that if you have this experience, I guess they're, I don't know if people think or it's a misconception, whatever the word I'm looking for, but like that authentic experience was the beginning of it all. Yes. It doesn't yeah. matter what that path looks like. Right. But that first experience is why he's sitting here right now. Absolutely. You know, and the very first one. People forget about that. Yeah. You know, they get all religious about all this, once saved, always saved, this, that, doctrinal, whatever, man. Mm-hmm. That experience never left him. Yeah. yeah. You're not taking that away. Yeah, I've always said when I was 14, I mean, I was plucked up out of the pew. That is one of the vivid memories of my past that, without a doubt, my, my dad, mom didn't nudge me. <laughs> no mm-hmm. one tried to. It was, they had the altar call, and it was time for me to get up and go to the front. Right. You know, um, but then as a teenager, again, same same thing many of us do, you know, worldly things take over and just selfishness, and I'm doing my thing. Oh, yeah. And I kind of strayed, and it wasn't until a little bit later in life, because what's hard to teach is the relational part with God. Because you, know, you can't and, see Him. And mm-hmm. I didn't get that till later in life, and when that clicked... Man, it was it was over. I mean, yeah. it was. Uh, whereas you know, as a young kid, it was just like you went to church and you prayed and you almost kind of learned the technical. Exactly you know, right. Of, That's a good way to look at. And it. you know, and as a teenager, to learn relational with God, someone you can't see. Right. You know, um, teenagers are worried about the now. Yeah. You know, I yeah. used to get kids in my office all the time, and of course, one of my first questions in the first few minutes is. Bet you if they thought about right now, you wouldn't have did that back then. Well, no, I wouldn't have did. You know, you was gonna be down here. They don't think about that, man. They're thinking about right, right now. now. Yes. Yes. They don't think about relate. You can't see God, man. That's he's he's back here on the shelf for like they just don't think about sure. it. Yep, yep. So, uh, so, so I'm already finding out yeah. stuff about him that I didn't know. Yeah. I, I love these podcasts. Yes. So like <laughs> somehow we got to get him to continue. What's the what's the what's the next phase in life? Like take so, us to your college days. Or so something. I met a girl in high school, or actually in eighth grade. I, you know, and and we dated for seven years. Went off to college uh, together as a freshman, and you know, um, stayed together. And and I tell, and that was you know now I use that experience like don't worry about college for a girl because I was fully me. I tried to play Division One football, Bowling Green State University. I wasn't good enough. I, I make a joke. I can't even play on our JV team. You know, the kids right. are so good now. <laughs> but um, so I, I did that. I you know had an opportunity to go to University of Dayton. I didn't because that's where she was going. And then we just got to uh, at the end of my sophomore year uh, at Bowling Green. I just. Uh, Maybe it was God indirectly, because it wasn't wasn't because I was back into church. Right. It was just I knew it was time to separate. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to present itself to leave Bowling Green, and I went to uh, Walt Disney World and did an internship down there. Really? Wow. Did not know my, that. Yeah, that was my opportunity to get away. I interviewed. I was selected. You know, I've had some luck with some interviews and so forth, and and. um Went to Disney World in 1995, and, and I taught a science program at Epcot, gave some tours. I was in the educational department, lived there, you know, um, had some great experiences, met people from around the world. Man, sure. Probably and grew up a ton. Yeah, <laughs> had to. I mean, I'd lived away, my yeah. mom, you know, from my mom, but um, it, just being away, like, I just yeah. I couldn't just drive and see right. a person if I needed to, and met some great people that I still keep in contact with today. So I did I did that and then, you know, and then it led me back to Franklin. 
Um, my brother had transferred from Edgewood at the time. Edgewood has a lot, a lot of levy problems that time, and it was, you know, it was a substantial amount of money for kids to play football. Some other kids had left, and um, my parents. That's when my mom met my stepdad, who I call my dad, mm-hmm, and yeah. that during this time period, and um, she, they actually went to Tennessee, and so my brother left Edgewood and went to Tennessee, and they lived, and he went from for half a year, and my mom just couldn't do it down there, so they moved back. Um, with my dad Dave, and um, they came back here. So mm-hmm. we bought this house back here, and then um, and in that process, my brother didn't come back to Edgewood. They were still having levy problems, so he went to Franklin. And then so I was coming home from Bowling Green um, prior to going to Disney. Let me get my timeline right. Prior to going to Disney, and I was going to his game. So then I left. He played his senior football season at Franklin. I left and went to Disney, okay, because mm-hmm. I needed to get out. And then while I was at Disney, I'd met Coach John Argood. He's the winningest coach in ML history. He's a, he's a legend. Um, he's just a great motivator. He's a great mentor to me. He's a, you know, he's a friend. He's a father. And he called me uh, when I was up at Bowling Green. It was, I remember this very vividly. And he's like, hey, you want to coach football? Now, I'm still at Bowling Green. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, no, I'll take that correction. I'm back from Bowling, from Disney. He calls me and says, hey, you want to – I'm thinking I'm going back to Bowling Green. He says, do you want to coach football? And I'm like, what do you mean coach football? He's like, yeah, I got a freshman job. I'm like, I go to Bowling Green. He goes, I know, you have transferred. And I'm like, okay. So I transferred to Miami, lost 31 credit hours. And wow. then um, that got me to Franklin, and I've been there ever since. Wow. You know, that's how I got back to there. Now, what, what year was that about when you went 90, to Franklin? 95. 95. Because I, 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 in 95, from January till the end of May was when I did the internship. He offered me the job. Somebody stepped away, and at the towards the end, I just got back from like in the process of coming back from Florida, and he called me. But he had met me through the process of coaching my brother, and he knew me because he always we played against him, Mm -hmm. and he would come and tell me. And this is another little thing that I that I learned from him to do that really means a lot to people. Is other kids that you know are good as if you can tell them good luck before the game. It just it means a lot to him, you know. So he did that to me, and that's how I got to Franklin. Okay, okay. Yeah. so um, from that point, I had a transfer, and I started doing class. I'm coaching freshman football. I'm taking so many classes, and in the meantime, um, I met Taylor and Tori's mom, Heather, mm-hmm. and, um, you know, she got pregnant. She was really young. This is something I teach my daughters about, you know, and we weren't married, and, you know, I don't deny that. I tell them the story, and mm-hmm. so – we had to do at least the right thing and get married, and we got married, and you know we just got married too young, and and um, that's why I talk to them about their boys all the time sure. and how insignificant, you know, how important it is to make sure and this and that. But anyway, so got married, we had two kids. I'm doing you know at Franklin, and then it just you know I knew I'd made some bad choices, and, and her and I had to get divorced, and um, I wasn't having anything to do with God. I was you know mm-hmm. I. Well, just, you knew it, enough about God that that probably almost, you know, like I said, we go back to the first experience. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you know enough about God and you don't have to know a lot, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It almost, uh, the conviction almost drives you away from, I don't know if it's guilt or what it is, but it almost creates a, a bigger wedge because, I don't know, maybe there's some bitterness or, you know, mm-hmm. there's regret, this, that, whatever. So, um I don't know if you were experiencing any of that. Yeah, if that was like just at the time, I think I think I was just angry because I knew I'd made some bad choices. Yeah, yeah. And but on the other hand, 
And you know, you shouldn't fall with but and I have two awesome girls that he blessed me with and yeah, like yeah. And so they, that they are absolutely great kids. Yeah, it's it truly is. And so many people tell me that and because they have a great mother. You know, we knew we made our mistakes, so now we're gonna make sure our girls don't do the yeah, same sure. thing. And her and I yeah. get along and she comes here from time yeah. to time mm-hmm. and so forth and um and her and I, se- you know, separated, and I'd met in the process. You know, my wife now, Debbie, we've been together a very long time. She's in education, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, she has three boys. And um, I actually have two granddaughters who I thought I was too young. I'm too cool. You know, I can't be having – and they changed my whole <laughs> – I attribute a lot of them the past six, seven years to, to them because – I see I've them found, on Facebook all the time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They've been a few times, and yeah. uh, they're they're Pentecostal girls. Scott knows That's all about it. that. Yeah. They yell yeah. and scream at church, and it's all good and dumb. Nice. So, in the process, I think you know. That's a quick part of my story, but my life really changed probably about seven years ago. You know, when I, I was, I knew my wife was giving me, uh, yeah, she was giving me a hard time. I mean, she knew we needed to be back in church. She, my wife had always went to church. Her and her husband, previous husband, had always went to church, and. Um, she had been out of church because she was angry with what had happened to her life, mm-hmm. and she was just focused on being a good mother. But she always was reading the Bible, and, you know, we just didn't have a church, yeah. you know. And we uh, we had went to the vineyard. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I, probably in, someone's listening to this, oh, he had a church. Uh, we went to the Franklin Vineyard, okay. <laughs> you know. Um, we But we wasn't, I mean, we tithed and we went, but, hey, yeah. let's go to church today, sure. you know. It was inconsistent and I love those guys and they do so much for us but that if I had to identify at that phase of where we were in our life that's what was our church sure, sure. Yeah. that was our yeah. church and um because I knew that I could go and you know so so much like here you're not judged and this and that but the major transition was seven years ago and I, I just knew that you know I it was it was at the beginning of being uh you know I was about to be head coach and some things had happened and um it just, I don't know, I can't attest to, like, what made it happen, and I probably would say if anything changed, it probably would, like I was mentioning Debbie, I mean, she yeah. she's, like, you know, always talking to me and helping me, and she's my, my rock. Oh, and, yeah, you know, the wife to keep yeah. you in line, boy. Oh, yeah. Yes. You know, yeah. <laughs> she'd settle me down. She's always cool and level-headed, and, and, and I just knew that it was it was time to really buckle down, and then yeah. God placed Russ. Hey, go check out my brothers. Sure, you know, sure. and then, and so we started coming, and um, we lived in Trenton, mm-hmm. and 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 this is, you know, this is may sound bad, but it really wasn't. It was just in my job. It was so much more convenient to come to a Trenton church when we That's lived over why here. People come. Yeah. yeah, and um, so we were driving to Franklin seven days a week because we wanted to go to the vineyard. Then we just ran Check into that, one. and then it really. Uh, coming to to foundation it just those years ago when we first started coming it just it helped me refocus and i i started changing about three years ago the way i pray you know yeah everybody pray like everybody prays like you kind of talk about sometimes god i need this i need that yeah i don't pray like that ever no more Mm -hmm. you know yeah Yeah. i never pray like that i I rarely pray like that yeah my prayer life changed when i begin to say God, your will be done. When I begin to get over that fear to say, you know, because we believe in God, mm-hmm. God is here, and it's awesome because God continues to chase us, right? You're, telling, right. you're, you're saying this, the exact same thing 
God doesn't ever leave us. He and, he, and he stayed after in in his he just he, he kept loving on you till you came till you came home. But back to the prayer thing, that's when my prayer life changed because I was and I you know I'd pray to God, but it was fearful for me to go. What if I tell him to do whatever with me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. And, right. and that's when I when I finally got over that hump. I deal with it every day. Then, every day. Then it it really changed how I prayed my relationship with God when. I, I always live in I don't want to call it fear, but I'm always I always live in the uh like am I being faithful? Is my faith strong enough not to get me to heaven? Like I know I'm going to heaven, I'm right. a believer, but like I always wonder, you know, like am I courageous and am I being courageous right. enough with right. this ministry? Like you just there's a it's your humanity that mm-hmm. just gets in front of you. But mm-hmm. um you know, I can remember some of the times. I hope you don't mind me sharing no, this, but um, so we have these moments at church sometimes where everybody bows their head, and you know, and now I'm putting them out straight on front and on, <laughs> on the podcast. Listen, but it, it, listen. I can remember some times where I saw. I still remember. You know, I can see Brad right there where he sits, and you know, I see his hand go up. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. it means a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think the defining moment for me knowing that I had to be better was the the day I went to the altar at the high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and my wife, we knew, I knew, she knew things had to get, and they've been better since. Yeah. Ever since that was like five years ago, mm-hmm. going on six years ago. And, um, cause gosh, man, I, I done some bad stuff. I hear your dad joke about it and, and, you know, and I never killed nobody or anything like right. that. Just stupid fleshly yeah. stuff and and uh like I don't deserve it you know and you talk a lot about that and so when I you know and this is what I'm proud of as a as a guy that prays multiple times a day just in general mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. but uh like this morning is you know Thursday is a non-workout day and, and I go and I sit in my hot tub to start my day and I have yeah. a cup of coffee yeah. my wife brings me and I just sit there and I'm I say thank you for this and that and like you joke, you know, I got a pool in the yard and got my chickens in the back. I'm sitting in a hot tub. It's a nice little yeah. setup, man. And children know how to decorate <laughs> a house now. It's, I'm uh, sure it's all, but it's his wife. It, it is, decorate. it is. But like, it's it's just so blessing. Thanks for my girls being healthy. You know, yes. I mean, that's how I pray. Like, what do you got for me next? Yes. And yeah, you know, I can't wait. And you know, I, I, my wife and I keep talking about this. We've been just last night in the kitchen, like. We just we just feel a big blessing coming, and 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 that's not pod talk, that's not pastor talk. Yeah. It's just we've been talking about this, and um, I don't know what it is. I, I don't I don't know what it is. Uh, we think we know. We always think we know, and it's completely opposite of what you think. But um, yeah, we were just talking about this last night in the kitchen, and then we just feel like things are changing, and yeah, um, for for whatever reason, but. I mean, I can see your life change, and I, I, I haven't even, so I've heard part of your story, obviously, yeah. that I haven't heard before, but, like, um, just in the, the time that I've known you, like, I could imagine, if I were to guess, like, of course, you got two great kids and their blessings and whatever, like, the greatest times of your life have probably been last five, six years or so no, since there's you decided no doubt. to be, when you decide to become fully devoted or mm-hmm. fully dedicated God responds. I've never yes. seen him not respond to Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Um, so, when I, I mean, I've seen him make, because I consider Brad to be like kind of like a man's man. You can see it when you're around him. But 
I see a very soft side of Brad, and it's I know it's because of God. Mm-hmm. I see the, there's no doubt. I see the the gentle side, and I've 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 seen him change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've I've felt the change. I've you know, in fact, just last week, uh, one of my assistants, you know, had some, like you mentioned in our business, you know, people always have their ideas on how the person leading the program should do this or that, and just last week, because you know. Mm-hmm. It, had some, you know, digs thrown my way, and I'm like, Psh, you know, it, don't, it doesn't bother me anymore. Like, I usually go where they are, I want to fight yeah. them, beat them right, up, right. you know, I want to do this or, you know, confront them. And, you know, and I just, he said to me, and there's another one of those, he's like, you're the most forgiving person that I know. And it's like, I just learned like grudges don't work, you know, it just right. makes it worse. But I attribute that to attending foundation. And, and my wife, because she's the nicest person, and, um, you know, she's really taught me how to look at that, you know, between coming here and listening to her and then every day getting my lesson and my drive from Joel. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he is the most positive person. So you got yeah. digital radio. Right? Oh, yeah. 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 He's, I'm telling you, like, I don't listen to – I listen to a multitude of people because I think just my studies – lead me to guys that are probably like considered the go-to people in those areas or whatever. Like today I was studying vantage point, perspective, lens, uh, different, different viewpoints. So it led me to a few different people, but, um, I am a, I, do you know how many people bash Joel Osteen? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Me and my wife look at each other like, why? Because he's we positive. We need more Joel Osteens, man. If this world right. were full of Joels, we'd be in good shape. Like, no I doubt. am a complete fan. And what they don't like about him, I think part of what really gets them is The prosperity that, uh, gospel. Is what I well, hear. it's like they think it's prosperity gospel, but he yeah. completely stays in his lane. He knows his lane is, it's encouragement, it's uplifting, like... You can't encourage hardly any better than that guy does. Right. And he knows he's good at it. He knows it's his gift, his calling, and he stays right there. If you mm-hmm. want to encourage, listen to Joel. Yeah. If you want some other message about something else, well, hey, yeah. there's a lot of good preachers about that too. But, like, yeah. Joel's an encourager, man, and I'm a fan. Mm-hmm. I put him in yeah. my pregame speeches again, and, like, I, I, you know, I can make it fit what we need. And sure. so many yeah. times like, yeah. I'll hear that and I'll Google it and – and uh, I've heard so many of his – I use his jokes at my opening line of my banquet, and people have no clue where they come from. Right. It's about a preacher throwing him out of an airplane. I'll tell you sometime. It's <laughs> yeah. funny. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, – but, yeah, him, you know, between here and, and coming here, you know, pretty faithfully and, and – um, Yeah, they're faithful. And, and then – and just so you know, since you bring that up, like there's times when, like, we know we have to do something that we can't do, my wife and I – and, and this is nobody knows this, but I think I told my mom once. So if we can't come to church that week, be in the building, we have our own little Bible study in the hot tub over coffee and that's on great. Sunday yeah. morning. Yeah, yeah. Nice. She has her daily bread. I think she got yeah, it. Yeah, she from gets here. it here. Yeah, we have so them. that's yeah. it. And she's read it cover to cover. And so we'll have our daily bread about that day, and and then we'll pray, and then we have to go do what we sure. typically yeah, do. Awesome. So yeah. yeah, my mom brings those daily yeah. breads, and you know what? You know, she brought those have been around since I was a kid. Right. So you know, I see them I'm like man. Those are old school. I want yeah. to know. So then you get stories like this. I see people all the time taking them. Yeah. So Andrea my wife, took one because she's. It awesome. goes back in her history. Reading so I'll make the daily sure bread. I tell mom. Keep, yeah. keep, keep them. They keep order them. them. They order them by the box yeah. and put them out there. Keep them coming because yeah. my wife reads every one of them. She takes them. That's that's you know at school because her sure. job's too stressful and um, so she'll she'll pull it out and read it and and uh, 
She loves them. Awesome. So. Awesome. We talk about your wife, obviously, yeah. huge, huge in influence in yeah, your life. Um, and you've talked about some other people. Is there anybody else? Well, you got the mic that you... My want? mother. Your my mother. mother. Yeah. yeah, my mother's tough. She's the... She's the you can see she's the leader of the pack, man. She's the leader of the I pack. I know it as a pastor. I can yeah. just see it. They 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 honor her, man. It's mm. she she's a good woman. And she's struggling right now. She's had some surgery. She's severe diabetic. I mean, I, I attribute her diabetes to working so much when she was mm-hmm. just trying to pull from my brother and I yeah. and um, you know, got it late in life and, and, and so forth and but yeah, it's it's her and 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 you know, and then Coach R. Good, you know, I'm, I'm sitting here doing a podcast because he put me in a position and it led me, you know, through the peaks sure. and valleys to here because of him and pray for him so much and, um, you know, uh, November fourth of of after our playoff game, he was with us. He lost his daughter and he was, you know, he's been so angry with God mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we've talked about that and. That was another really, really he, – he said two cool things in terms of faith, and he's not a man of everyday faith, you know, right. and um, doesn't didn't go to church regularly and this and that. Um, he was giving a pregame speech to our team. Um, this was the good year, the, the 16-year, the historical year for us. And, and uh, he said the coolest thing in front of the whole team and everybody that was there, he's like, you know that guy has prayed about it. And he, and he pointed at me. And so that was one of the really cool things that I felt like – Okay, he sees it too. A guy mm-hmm. that you know, not necessarily his style, and um, and then after his, you know, when his daughter was killed, I was the one that um, she killed in traffic in a car wreck, and 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 I went and picked him up at the site, and and wow. it was just he and I, and it was just I'll never forget that day. But it was about two weeks after the funeral, he uh, he called me. He's like, "Are you going to church? I think I might have mentioned this to you." And I was like, "Yeah, I'm going." And he goes, "Will you pick me up?" Yeah. And so, um, but he wanted to go to the church and the, the Franklin Vineyard because yeah, that's yeah. who had our service and everything. And and so I took him. We sat there, and you know, he sat there and he just cried. And we went through the service. And I mean, he picked me. Yeah, you know, that yeah. was way cool. And uh, I'd love to meet the guy. You got to bring the foundation one day. I would love to mm-hmm. get him. I love you enough to know that I want to meet this guy yeah. if he's influenced him. Yeah, and uh, he he is, and and he's influenced the good and, and the bad. And he's taught me a lot of lessons. And you know, he was. Um, funny thing about him is when, when I went to Franklin in 1995, they're so good. Um, the, the little cliche that has followed him over his life is his name is John R. Good. And why he was there, they hired him as R. Good. He became our God because he was so good at Franklin yeah, yeah, football. Yeah. Yes. And then he finished with our gone. So, wow. uh, you know, it was time, it was time to go. And, uh, but, you gotta um, be from Franklin to know that joke. Yeah. yeah you gotta yeah. be from our gone. It's time yeah. to get a new one. So, yeah. But um, yeah, I would love to get him to come here, and but he he just I pray for him so much, and uh, and and I've I've got to the point where it's just I can't bring up faith anymore sure. right now, and he's in those wow. seven stages of grieving, and it's just so mm-hmm. hard, and you know if people are listening, know the story, or you guys, I mean, just pray for this man and his family because it's just been, sure, it just. Can't imagine. I, I can't even imagine. Yeah, can't yeah. even imagine what he's going. She's 19 years old, and and so forth. So, um, he, wow. he put me in the position, and and so he, you know, I know he recognized it, and that meant a lot to me as Absolutely. a person that I looked up to, and and um, well, you're smart enough to recognize opportunity. I brought up Scott Kaufman the other day. Like everything that I do in my career started because dude gave me a chance, right? Yes. And 
I can tell you right now, he could have looked around for more qualifications, but for whatever reason, mm-hmm. it was in God's plan that he right. decided he was going to give me a chance, and the rest was history. You know, yes, so you, you can't never forget those people. And that's what it's funny you say that those very words because that's you know Taylor. <laughs> We've been mm-hmm. talking about those same things, and um, you know, it's say it's not your plan. You know, it's it's hard to get her. You know, her husband, fiance's grandpa's a preacher, and. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, it's, it's not your plan. You don't get to pick where you're going to be. It's right. where he's going to place you and, and, uh, just have faith. And somebody in that room that you're going to meet is, gonna is going to give favor. you, going to, going to give you a chance. It's yep. coming. And yep. so someone gave me a chance, uh, lots of chances. In fact, at a lot of different things. Sure. And, uh, I'm very fortunate. And I think those people in my prayer all the time and, um, Every now and then, call and say thank you. That yeah. makes people's day, you yeah. know. Send a text, yeah. Yeah, say just thank you. And yeah, I actually got one the other day, and it's it's mental. Where I just got into an argument with a guy that I, before this um, about you know he is a financial guy, and I'm a guy that just tries to make a difference with kids right. and so forth. And um, I, uh, you know, last week he sent me a message. I had him. He's a he's a black kid, and he just you know, in a white culture. Right. And when he was in junior high, I said, football's your ticket out of here. And and I want you to ever forget that. I said, we're going to get your hair cut off. You don't need no afro in this community. And, <laughs> um, you know, it's just going to cause you more problems than he did. He listened, and, and and we just had a relationship. And it was bad at times, you know, yeah. good at times. And, you know, we had Deb and I had him at the house to eat and stuff. But he is now, like, works for this big bank in Cleveland. He sent me a message. Like I said, I got to thank you. So I got one. Like, I know what nice. it feels like to get those. Yeah. You know, thank you for always telling me that and believing in me. Those are the awesome. best things, yeah. you know, that you get from yeah from people. Out of the Far blue. surpasses yeah. the wins and losses. Yep. yep. But that's unfortunately what we're evaluated on. You said that going into the 2016 th- season. And, heck, we'd come off two five and five years. Shoot, they was ready to get rid of me. I wasn't getting it done. And, um yeah. And you said that, and then we go win 11 straight, you know, yeah. and it's yeah. like. Well, I don't remember it, that. You did, yeah. It was. <laughs> yeah. I remember what you say. Football yeah. and basketball, man. Boys, uh, I guess, you know, women's now, too, become a little bit more popular. Right. Those are rough, especially football in Ohio. And if you're in a community that the, the expectations are really unfair and unrealistic. Sure, I, sure. I mean, you know. Yeah. Especially when you're, uh, you get what you get. You got to build right. what you build. You sure. know, you, your your district has boundaries, and right. you know some schools don't. <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, but that's you know what's what we signed up for, and I'm thankful. And I used to really, 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 really stress over that in the beginning, yeah. and and through all this, being here and listening to the word, and 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 just having more faith in in the process and what and and. And I got away, and I, you know, I right by my desk, I have two verses that I live by. My kids know them, my wife knows them. You know, it's it's Proverbs three five six. Lord, you know, keep your path straight; He'll take you. You know right. that that mm-hmm. verse, and then mm-hmm. Galatians six nine, which you touched on just recently. You know, because when the storm was going on, like just stay the course, and mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and 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 you'll reap a harvest. And those are my two; those are my go to. And um. They hang right by my desk. And, and what's cool, remember the guy you met, I told you, uh, it's down at Florida State now. He was at Princeton. He was defensive. Oh, oh, Harlan Barnett, yeah. Barnett came in, and he saw those one day, and he and I had an instant bomb because of two verses that were yes. hanging on my yeah. wall. You know, Another he, tremendous guy. One of the greatest, 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 greatest men. I can pick up my phone right now and text him, and he'll text me back, and he's a, you know, he's a defense yeah. coordinator yeah. at Florida State. and uh, He's a retired NFL. He got – 
seven years of NFL under oh, his yeah. belt. I Legit. mean, just, yeah. he's and wanna... he's down to earth. He'd set and do a podcast. Sure, call right, him. sure. You, yeah, you we'll will. call him. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Well, Brad, thanks for, you know, sharing your story. I mean, yeah. I mean, I love these know. things. Man. Absolutely. I find out stuff about people that I didn't know. Yeah. Like Disney. I mean, you yeah. know what they liked about him? He's clean cut. Got yeah. the look. And I looked, I saw a picture the other day. I had a peach fuzz. I'm like, well, are you kidding what? me? Yeah, what? so we could use yeah. this guy down yeah. here at Disney. No, I tell you what, the kids, uh, Franklin, you know. I feel um, blessed. I, the, uh, the school, you know, from, from just listening to you just has, uh, you know, what couldn't have a better man. To, I'd, to fill I'd, those I'd shoes. let my kid play for him. Absolutely. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and you know, it, our athletic director, Brian, who's a mentor to me, Brian Bells, and his son is a freshman, going to be a sophomore. He's a kicker. And he said that to me. He says, I want my son to play for you. And like little things like that coming from guys. I mean, the guy won seven basketball championships in a row until this year and, you know, and lives right, goes, you know, right. very yeah. faithful. And like those things mean a lot. When, Absolutely. When, they come yeah. to yeah. You when they're playing for the right guy and the kid wants right. to come home and be like, I wish this or that, you're like, oh, no, I know that guy. You go do what he says. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it helps, and it helps your faith. And I've, I've built faith into our program. And, and you know, um, to finish up here about that is just we um, – last year we got off track, you know, and I take ownership in that, mm-hmm. and, and that we just – we wasn't very good for a lot of different reasons. And um, – and I take ownership in the fact that I let them get away and, and I didn't grab them by the horns when I could. And, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't do a good job with the locker room. And sometimes it's, it's just tough. And as a head coach, and I can tell you, and Scott can probably tell you, if you can't win the locker room, it's hard to win, win games oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so forth. So I had to really get back to the core of our foundation and our program. I mean, we've been playing football in Franklin since 1921. And, and a lot of things that have happened that is built on – you know, these five pillars that, you know, I didn't, I didn't make them up, but we had to revisit them and I had to bring them back to the forefront and reteach them about, you know, commitment and, and discipline and what grit is and, and so forth. But um, one of the things that I have in there and I'm really proud of is about faith. You yeah. know, I can't type it about God, but faith is what you believe in. Yes. And I, and the kids know that that, that when they see that and I talk about that, that that's what I'm applying to because you got to believe, mm-hmm. you know, that good things are going to happen. Yeah. And um, so we've been really teaching really hard on that this winter, and um, I'm really proud of that. And uh, I look forward to this year with these kids and, and um, just trying to be a good person sure. and a good leader. And sure. I'm not always perfect. Shoot, I'll, I'll probably make a mistake before I get to my truck. But uh, <laughs> I'll just, Debbie will keep you in line. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. yeah. So, but yeah. thanks for having me on. It's Absolutely. just really cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. we appreciate it, and good luck to you in yeah, you know, the next, uh, next football season. And, and uh, you know, I just walk away – just inspired and encouraged. So Thank you. your story is pretty awesome. I so appreciate it. Continue to shine your light and and uh you know God'll God'll take you and all of us if we just yeah. if we just let him. Right. You know, just be obedient and let him. So That's right. Scott, anything you want to say on the close? Appreciate him being on here yeah. and uh you know if you're listening, share this thing. There's a lot of good stories. This is week six and a lot of good more weeks to come. So yeah. just just share it and uh if you want to be to get be a guest Email me at scott at foundationcincy.com or brian at briansuman.com. Yep, so. Either one of us to inquire about how to get on here. Yep. So share it. Um, check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and um, Anchor. And uh, we'll tune in next week for Episode 7, Felix Russo. And we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.